Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame Inductee Spotlight Show. Brought to you by David Adams and KeyBank. Now, here's your host, Howard Simon. Hey, good Saturday morning to everybody. My name is Howard Simon. Tanner Saunders here producing. Thanks for joining us this morning. It is uh, number two of four straight Saturday shows, spotlighting the uh, class of 2023 for the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. We've got a great lineup set for you this morning. The show, of course, is presented by David Adams and KeyBank. We will be joined this morning by three of this year's inductees, and we will chat with the daughter of a fourth inductee, a former Buffalo Bill. We'll also get you information on the auction, which is underway at gbshof.com. There are some great items up for bid, some sports, some have nothing to do with sports, so there's something for everybody. Now, uh, you can also purchase tickets online for the dinner, which will be held November 8th at the Buffalo Niagara Convention Center. Again, for ticket purchases or the auction or both, gbshof.com. When we get back, we will kick the show off by chatting with one of this year's inductees, former Canisius basketball great Kara Hahn-Raybaum. That is next on the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame Induction Spotlight Show. FSC Securities Corporation is part of OSAIC, one of the largest networks of independent financial advisors in the country with over 17,000 licensed advisors. We offer stocks and bonds, mutual funds, annuities, fee-based investment advisory services, insurance, and more. They are trusted to assess your needs, listen to your concerns, and offer objective recommendations designed to address your unique situation. They welcome the opportunity to answer any questions you may have about our practice and how we can help you realize your financial goals. Call FSC Securities at 716-852-1705 and ask for Rob Vogel, Chris Buckman, Jeff Van Raymond, or Greg Merkel. Or look for us at wearefsc.com. That's wearefsc.com. FSC Securities Corporation. We share your vision. Securities and investment advisory services offered through FSC Securities Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Located on Buffalo Road in Orchard Park. Now back to the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee spotlight show. Presented by David Adams and KeyBank. Once again, here's Howard Simon. Indeed, David Adams Card World and KeyBank for every financial need will meet you in the moment are some of our sponsors for the show, also sponsoring today's show, Town Automotive. We love our town, Salem Sports Park, Buffalo and Western New York's premier sports destination. WNY Flash Soccer, developing complete soccer players and teams in a safe and supportive environment. And FSC Securities, a partner that's in your 
Corner. Joining us first, we're going to spotlight college basketball, and we're going to talk to Kara Hahn-Raybaum. Kara, former, back then it was the Lady Griffs, now just the Griffs, but former terrific basketball player at Canisius, now working in administration with Hilbert College Athletics, and she is with us right now. Kara, it's Howard Simon. Good morning. Welcome to the show, and congratulations. Hi, Howard. It's so good to hear your voice again, yes. um, and I appreciate um, you know everything that you're doing for this this event this year, it's it's been exciting to say the least. Well, it's my pleasure, and it's great to talk to you and, and recap some fabulous moments for Canisius basketball. Before we do that, before we have you reminisce a little bit, just um, talk about you know the day you got the call and what was your reaction when you got the news. Well, it's pretty funny because I've heard I have several friends um, that have already been inducted, and they all talk about that and uh, that call and. Um, Actually, I received a phone call from John Maddox the night before. It was mm-hmm. late. I was like, oh, no, something bad happened. John's not calling me this late for a good reason. So we connect the next morning, and I fully expect his voice to be kind of somber. And, you know, we lost another Griffin great, something like that. Yeah. But he was upbeat and happy, and I'm like, uh-oh, what's going on? And so when he shared the news with me, I was just, you know, blown away. Um Mainly because I just feel like, you know, I'm not a Buffalo person. I didn't grow up here. I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't compete in high school. I wasn't an athlete, uh, you know, through the years. But then the more it has sat with me, um, I have been here since 1980. Mm-hmm. So I have been here for for 43 years. And um, it's just super exciting and just a great honor. I'm, I'm so proud to represent my teammates, my program, um, the college as a whole, the athletics department. And, you know, it's a goal to push forward for the next generation of the female athletes there. And for folks who are listening, John Maddock, former sports information director at Canisius then College, uh, would document all of the the great performances from the the teams there. And John is now the president of the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. Um, I think when you know, I would assume I wouldn't know when you when you get an honor like this, it, it's very exciting, and it's because of a lot of people that get someone to the point where you are going into a Hall of Fame. I, I can't give you enough time to thank every single person, Cara, but are there a few people who came to mind when you started reflecting back after you got that call? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, you're right. Too many to mention. Um, but, you know, the first people that uh, really connected me with Canisius would have been my head coach and his, her staff, which would have been Barb Field and uh a staff of Karen Chimiak and Dennis Butler. And and honestly, without them, I would never have landed here in Buffalo. Um, Sister Maria and Mike Rappel, they really challenged our program and brought us to the success, the level of, you know, nationally that we had. Um, So the leadership there, but uh, it's really without my teammates. I've really thought a lot about that, that I was the perfect fit. I fit the hole. I finished the puzzle when I came here as a freshman. And then it was everyone around me that we all feel, you know, fit together so nicely that uh, Mike and sister just took the reins and went with it. Those teams. So, yeah, sorry. Sorry, Car. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. That, that's that. I was just going to say, so those teams that you were on uh, in the early 80s, they end up going, they had a stretch where they went 77 and 18. 122 straight in the 81-82 season. What do you remember most about those teams, and why were they so successful? 
I, you know, I, I truly forgot that we had that win streak that one year. Um, I, I, it just wasn't, it wasn't in the forefront of our minds, never. Uh, mm-hmm. What I remember the most about that time was just the, the family, the sisterhood that we had and that we were uh, playing for each other and playing for our, you know, institution. There was not one person that ever went right to the stat sheet and looked at, you know, how did I do today? And quite honestly, the instantaneous stat sheets never existed back then like yep. they do now. But it, it wasn't so much, well, we have to keep this going. The pressure is on us. It was, we know what we're capable of doing, and let's live up to what, uh, you, you know, just play together as a team and, and all the the awards and honors no one cared about, but it just came at the end of the year. It was, it was such a great time. You mentioned Sister Maria and, and Mike Rappel. Sister Maria got things really rolling there. Legendary basketball coach here. What, what were some of the keys to why she was able to get so much out of all of her players? Um, <laughs> she pushed the right buttons. You know what I mean? And, and I know that you knew her. Um, she had this personality that uh, she she could get in your face, um, and you always respected her because she was a nun, um, but you really wanted to do more to prove her wrong. Hmm. Um, so she, she always challenged us, um, but she, had, she was just a visionary at that time. Uh, she, she, knew, she knew basketball. And she had a great assistant coach in Mike Rappel, and Mike was a tactician, and he always he always pulled us together and really game planned with us, and we understood what he was saying. But sister was the voice in your ear that you know the the drum that kept beating. You went with it, but you were you knew what you had to do because Mike prepared us as well. This might be a, a kind of an unfair question. It's probably tough. It's like asking, you know, which of your kids is your favorite. But do you have, are there any, is there a game or any games or moments that really are in the forefront there that you would really want to bring up, like favorite times at Canisius? <laughs> what I remember the most, and and those that were around our program at that time would would be laughing that I'm even saying it, but it was really... Um, the events after games, the time we spent with our parents, um, you know, our parents were as much part of our program um, in a different way than they are now in this generation. Um, they were there just to cheer and be, you know, they had as much of a family in the stands as we did on the court. Um, so that is one thing that just really jumps to the front of my mind. Um, parents driving, riding with us on bus. Well, the, the excitement was when we went to Oskaloosa, Iowa, when we qualified for the, uh, I don't know if that was our first NCAA game. Yeah. or if, yeah, I think yeah, it was in 80, 83, the yeah. Division Two tournament. Um, Is that it now? Maybe? Yeah. Uh, we went to Iowa. Okay. This was This was the kicker. Howard, we, we had to fundraise in order to go to that tournament. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not surprised, actually. <laughs> yeah, and so, but but it was our first, you know, long haul flying to Iowa and getting in a car. A lot of lot of uh, station wagons. I think that's probably what we drove from the airport to Oskaloosa, and then um, you know, two players oversleeping at the motel that we stayed at, 
And uh, Sister Maria being Sister Maria is like, we said we were leaving at 8 a.m. We're leaving. <laughs> so those two players hitchhiked. Oh, my. Got in the back of a, you know, F-150. The, whoever lived there just dropped him off at the gym, and they continued to practice like <laughs> it was no big deal. I, that, that, I think that can get me into my next question because so you you played of course in in the eighties there and you went on to coach later at Canisius you went on to coach at Hilbert you're in the administ- athletic administration at Hilbert where are the or what have been the biggest changes over the years as you have seen women's basketball evolve over time uh, the speed of the game the athleticism uh, the intensity the the expectation. Uh, for greatness, you know, even on the coaching end. I I never felt that my job was on the line, win or loss. Um, Ultimately, it probably was. But when we were playing, that wasn't the case. Now every head coach's job is on the line with wins or losses. So for the athletes, there's, you know, much more expectations uh, placed on their time and their commitment to the program. Um, but in terms of on the court, last night I went to Canisius and watched the women's team practice and had dinner with the team, and it was such a great event. Um, but just watching the girls go up and down the floor, uh, then coming back in transition to play against male practice players, it, it, that was fantastic. And, and they're so focused, and they were up for the challenge. They're just much more athletic than we were, m- quicker, intense, but I think to our credit, back in the 80s, we were very smart players. We just had a, a group of women that understood the game. And, you know, maybe we weren't as fast as we could have been, but that ball fake got you off the ground and we delivered a bounce pass or a head fake and up and under. We still made it work. We just weren't the same that they are now. Final thing for you, Cara, you're going in for your amazing accomplishments at Canisius, but for the last about 20 years now, you've been at Hilbert. What has that time meant for you? Um, it's evolved over time. It really it has. I started out as coaching as a, in air quotes, part-time coach, but a full-time you know, assistant athletics director with all those responsibilities. I stepped away from coaching, and now I'm in sports information media communications it allowed me to really reflect on my career and what I want to accomplish because I'm closer to retirement than I ever think. And it's all about student athletes. I, it's, it's giving back to the student athletes. It's being there for them and providing them the support and history that, you know, John was able to create and endure and document for my time at Canisius. So, I think it's come full circle. I just didn't realize it as I was getting to this point in my life. But it's all about the student-athlete experience. Well, listen, congratulations again on the great honor. It was very nice to talk to you again, Cara. I hope things are going well, and thanks again for your time on the show this morning. Thank you, Howard. Congratulations to everyone else that's on the call later today. Thanks, Cara. Have a good morning. Okay, you too. Carl Raybaum joining us, one of the inductees in the class of 2023. Uh, the auction, by the way, is underway. If you want to check it out, I'm at the website right now. It's gbshof.com uh, for the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame auction. There are a lot of items up for bid, and they're not just sports items. So I think there's something there for everybody. If you're a fan of uh, the local football team, autographed jerseys from Josh Allen and Jim Kelly are available. If you're a fan of traveling, 
There's an all-inclusive vacation to Cancun. There is an autographed guitar from Taylor Swift. And how about this? Added this week. If you're a fan of our very own Sal Capaccio, you might be wondering, I wonder what that guy's like. I'd like to hang out with Sal for a little bit. We have dinner for four with Sal. Now, that's, that should be the best part. But on top of that, it's at Mulberry's. Now, if you've ever been to Mulberry's, outstanding food. If you haven't been to Mulberry's, you should go. But dinner for four with Sal at Mulberry's. So the auction is underway, gbshof.com. The bidding will run until November 8th. Second quarter of the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee spotlight show on the way. It is presented by David Adams and KeyBank. Up next, Hall of Fame inductee Adam Page. Salem Sports Park is a 200,000-square-foot indoor sports facility with four turf fields for lacrosse, softball, football, baseball, field hockey, and soccer. Join a youth or adult sports league, play in a soccer tournament, rent a field for your team, attend one of our camps, or celebrate a birthday. Salem's has you covered. Salem's also features full-size outdoor fully lit soccer fields. Salem Sports Park, your one-stop sports destination. Just 20 minutes from downtown Buffalo at 7070 Seneca Street, Elma. Salem Sports Park. David Adams is proud to support the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. Whether you collect football, hockey, baseball, basketball, Magic the Gathering, or Pokemon, we have you covered. Plus, David Adams has the cheapest prices on the comics in Buffalo. Looking for Josh Allen Wyoming jerseys? David Adams has them at the lowest prices in town. Plus, other great Bills apparel at amazing prices. Visit us at 8075 Sheridan Drive in Williamsville. Kids get free cards just for coming in the store. For more information, visit DACWstore.com. That's DACWstore.com. The WNY Flash Soccer Academy provides a proven player development program for youth soccer players of all skill levels across Western New York. Players develop in a focused, challenging, and fun environment, learning leadership, work, ethic, teamwork, communication, and discipline. Whether you want to play in high school, at an elite level, or collegiately, WNY Flash is for you. Our goal is to make you the best soccer player you can be and to shape your character for soccer and beyond. Learn more at WNYFlash.com. WNY Flash Soccer Academy. Now back to the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee spotlight show presented by David Adams and KeyBank. Once again, here's Howard Simon. Thank you very much. Welcome back. Let me tell you about our next guest before we get to him. Uh, Adam Page is one of this year's inductees, a native of Buffalo. Adam had a uh, birth defect caused by an incomplete formation of the vertebrae. He had 10 separate surgeries. He grew up loving hockey, began playing sled hockey at the age of six with the Buffalo Sabres. He made his debut on the U.S. National Sled Hockey Team in the 07-08 season, was the youngest member of the squad at the time at age 15. He made his first Paralympic team in 2010 for the Games in Vancouver. As a member of the U.S. Paralympic Sled Hockey Team, Adam has won three Gold medals, 2010, 2014, and 2018. He is going into the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame, and Adam is joining us right now. Adam, it's Howard Simon. Good morning, sir. Congratulations on this honor. Oh, thanks for uh, having me on. This is uh, it's awesome. Now, I like to get everybody's story about when they got the call and what their reaction, but your story has a little bit of a different twist to it. Um, you, next time, you might want to answer your phone when it rings. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was actually, uh, I was actually playing in a, a sled hockey tournament in in Boston, and noticed I had a, you know, a phone call that I didn't even, you know, know the number, and, and then like listened to the voicemail later, and then called uh, called them right back, and <laughs> and uh, you know got the news. So, um, 
Yeah, it's pretty funny. So you get the news and you have a few minutes to kind of sit back and reflect on it. What came to your mind at the time? Oh, I mean, it's uh, sorry, it's just a little uh, emotional. Um, you know, it's just it's it's awesome. Um, you know, to to get that the news and um, you know, you kind of just think back to you know all the hard work that that you put in and you know from when I started at six to you know training and working out six seven days a week and and then you know for it to to pay off and and uh, get the call is pretty cool I try not to make people cry. Hopefully this doesn't do it, Adam. But, I, I, you know, your story, I mean, you're obviously you said you can hear the emotion in your voice. How much of this accomplishment, yes, it's an individual accomplishment for you, but how much do you look at yourself as someone who can show others with disabilities how far you can go and how you can succeed in what you really want to do? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's kind of been, you know, the, the biggest thing that, you know, I've tried to, to focus on, you know, since I, you know, kind of stopped playing at the competitive level is, you know, just giving back to the, the community and the disabled community and, um, and adaptive sports in, in general, um, you know, because it's, it's basically been, you know, my whole life and it's, it's given me, you know, everything. So, um, you know, for, for people out there that, you know, have that same goal of, either, you know, just playing an adaptive sport or making it all the way to the, the Paralympics. You know, I want to be the, you know, kind of catalyst to help that in the, the community. When you were growing up and you first started, you know, getting into sports, being a fan, was hockey, and, and I guess specifically the Sabres, but was hockey the sport you loved to watch growing up? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, something that I watched all the time and, um, you know, I was, I went to my first Sabres game when I was three years old with my dad. And, you know, just instead of sitting there just watching the game at, you know, three, four, four years old, you know, I was asking him, you know, a bunch of questions about the, the game, the rules, you know. So there was a different kind of love uh, for the sport, you know, back then. And, um, you know, we were lucky enough to, to find, you know, that sport here in, in Buffalo in sled hockey and, um, you know, and kind of, you know, I got on the sled that first time and, and never looked back. I was wondering about that. How how did you find out about sled hockey, and how quickly did you say, yeah, this this is something I want to do? Oh, it was pretty much, you know, right away. Um, we were actually at a doctor's appointment, and um, they had a flyer up on the wall for, for uh, you know, uh, it was uh, Niagara Challengers back then. Um, was the the organization for sled hockey, and then and then we got the the Buffalo Sabers name. But you know, I saw it on the wall, and you know, said I want to try this, and went out the first time, and and I loved it because um, I felt like I was you know just a, a hockey player out there. So I mentioned you you end up trying out for the national team at age fourteen, um, and you come back again at age fifteen and make the team. How the heck did a fifteen year old make a national team? <laughs> Um, a lot of, a lot of hard work. Um, and you know, I, after I didn't make it at, at 14, you know, I, I kind of, you know, said, you know, I wasn't going to let anything stop me. And, um, I got a, a personal trainer, um, and 
I was, you know, that was my full-time job from, from that point on. Um, and I was, you know, working out or on the ice six, seven days a week. And, um, you know, I just had the mindset that, you know, I wanted to be so good. And this is something that my dad always, you know, told me is be so good that, you know, there's not a reason for them not to take you. And whether it was in the gym or, or on the ice, that's like the, the mindset that I had. And, um, that wasn't going to take no for an, for an answer. I've always, Adam, I've always found it interesting when I've had a chance to talk to a local athlete over the years that's represented the United States in international competition. I can only imagine what that's like. I think it's a fascinating experience. So what was it like for you to, you know, put on the jersey and represent the United States? Oh, it's, I mean, you know, because I grew up, you know, loving sports and, you know, watching hockey and just, just any sports in, in general that I could get my hands on, like, you know, I, I loved. And, um, you know, and that's when you're, you're involved in sports like that, like that's your, your, your dream is to, you know, represent your country and, and, you know, go to the highest level that, that you can get to. And um, so for me to be able to do that for as long as I did, um, awesome um you know and it's i you know i get that question um quite a bit and you know it's just you know hearing the national anthem and and being able to put on the jersey and and all that um you know it's kind of a feeling that like you kind of have to go through it to to describe it because there's there's nothing like it not only that then you get to put a have a gold medal hung around your neck of three times. So yeah, let let me let's yeah. go back to your first Paralympics. So I guess that would have been Vancouver. What do you remember the most from that entire experience? Um, you know, it was one of my favorite ones, obviously, um, because it was my first one. Um and I was just, you know, thankful for that one to have the opportunity to to even be on the team and and then like I always tell people like you know, to come away with the gold medal was, was a bonus for, for me personally, um, just because I was, you know, just thankful at that age and to, to be even picked. Um, but it was just so cool, um, you know, being in Canada and, you know, how seriously, you know, they, they take, you mm-hmm. know, hockey up there. And, um, you know, you, I mean, you would go on the, the streets after games and, and things like that. And, you know, they would recognize, like, who you were and, um, you know, what number you were. Um, so it was, it was really cool, cool feeling, um, you know, in and around the, the town there. And, um, you know, and then just, you know, just being in Vancouver was, was a really cool city as well. You mentioned a moment ago about the anthem. Do you still have a recollection of that first time um, getting the medal and the anthem playing and what it was all like? Oh, yeah. I mean, each one, um, you know, from 2010 to the most recent one in, in 2018, like, you know, even though that was, you know, so many, you know, years ago, like, it still feels like all of them happened yesterday. Um, it's just, you know, crazy how, you know, moments like that, you know, kind of feel like they just happened yesterday, you know, in your mind. And, you know, you remember, like, all these like little things about each one. And um, so it's, it's really cool, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it still feels like it happened yesterday and you know, it's, it's been, you know, years since it's happened. 
So you win all the the, Olymp- the golds in the Paralympics. Then you get a chance in there. You get a chance to come back here, play in the world championships in your hometown, and you win a gold medal here. How much did that mean to you, being able to do it here? Oh, that, like, by far, that was my, like, most memorable moment. Um, you know, besides, you know, winning the, the three Paralympics, um, you know, that was special. Um, and, and I was actually able to, uh, to break a, a record at that moment in time, um, for most points in a world championship. So to do all that, you know, in front of family and friends, um, that, you know, maybe never got to see, you know, me play at that level and, and get to travel to, to, you know, some of the other tournaments was, uh, really, really special. Adam, earlier in the interview, um, you mentioned stepping away from competition, but also you talked about the importance of how much this sport is meant for you and you giving back to the community. You and your dad years ago started a foundation. Can you talk a little bit about what it is and what it does and how the foundation is doing these days? Yeah. Um, so it originally started out as the Sled Hockey Foundation. Um, and then, you know, as, as years you know, went on, um, you know, I was starting to look at, you know, other adaptive sports that, you know, I might be interested in and might be interested in doing. And I just happened to, you know, like I followed the bandits, the bills, you know, the sabers, all of them. And, uh, and I just happened to look online and, and saw, you know, wheelchair lacrosse online. And, you know, I told my dad, I said, you know, this is the next thing I want to do. And I want to, you know, create a team here in, in Buffalo. Um, so, so then we kind of, you know, realized that, you know, to reach more people in the community and to have more to offer, um, you know, we wanted to expand uh, the foundation, not only to sled hockey, but really as, as many adaptive sports as we could do. So the first sport to go under the, the foundation other than sled hockey was, was wheelchair lacrosse. And, you know, now it's, we've rebranded. Now we're uh, Greater Buffalo Adaptive Sports. And now we do um, wheelchair football, um, wheelchair lacrosse, uh, basketball, curling. Um, we do um, youth uh, basketball, and then uh, we're starting a youth uh, football program as well. What we want to do is to have, um, you know, not only adult programs, but also youth programs as well for each one of our sports. And uh, actually a, a really big thing for our um, our football program, we're actually going to have a uh, home tournament. It's the first ever um, home tournament that we're going to have next weekend at ECC North um, all day Saturday and all day Sunday. Um, we're going to be playing uh, two games on Saturday. Uh, 10 and 3 and then uh, on Sunday at 8 in the morning um, we'll be playing there's going to be eight teams from around the country here Um, so we're really excited about that and uh, you know that's really our our newest program Um, it's been around this is our third official year and we're really looking forward to to having you know a football tournament here at home just because we know how Buffalo supports the Bills and 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 football so we're, we're looking forward to that. Well, good to hear the foundation is doing well. Of course, congratulations on your selection for the Hall this year, Adam, and thanks very much for coming on the show with us this morning. Well, thank you for having me.
You bet, Adam. Have a nice weekend. You too. Thanks. Adam Page joining us here, one of the members of the class of 2023. You can celebrate Adam's big night and all of the other inductees, of course, at the dinner November 8th at the Buffalo Niagara Convention Center. If you would like to get tickets, what you need to do is visit gbshof.com. Now, very important reminder, ticket prices are going to go up on October 1st, which is about a week away. So if you're going to the dinner, want to go to the dinner, rather, get your tickets now before the prices go up on October 1st. Very easy to get the tickets again. Just go to gbshof.com. Third quarter of the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee spotlight show coming up, presented by David Adams and KeyBank, our next inductee, Santo DeSame. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Experience Town Hyundai's New Orchard Park showroom with grand opening lease and finance offers to kick off the new season. We shopped around. And no one would beat the price the town got us. Super friendly, no pressure, got lots of information, and town was there every step of the way. I went electric with Town Hyundai, and I absolutely love my Ionic 5. Hurry into Town Hyundai for grand opening deals. America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile, and owner assurance. Visit townhyundaibuffalo.com. At KeyBank, we know a small moment like, Whoa, my kid's got a serious backhand. Can lead to an even bigger question like, Tennis camp is how much? And that's the type of moment where we'll meet you to help you build a savings plan for expenses big and small so your money can make money. Mike, how's that sound? Sounds like match point. Sounds like love. We could serve up tennis puns all day. For every financial need, we'll meet you in the moment. KeyBank opens doors. KeyBank member FDIC. Now back to the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee spotlight show presented by David Adams and KeyBank. Once again, here's Howard Simon. Welcome back. Thank you very much. We'll give you a little information on our next inductee, a native of Lyons, New York. Santo DeSane attended Erie Community College, played basketball and baseball at ECC, went on to coach for the Cats as well. The baseball team led them to a Region 3 championship, JUCO Region 3, in 1977. In 1980, he would take on head women's softball and basketball coaching responsibilities, coach softball from 80 to 93. His softball teams were 404 and 92. They won two national championships, seven Region 3 titles, and 12 conference championships. Women's basketball, six straight conference championships, and a record of 151 and 41. Santo DeSaint is going into the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame and joins us right now. Santo, it's Howard Simon. Good morning. Congratulations on this wonderful honor. Uh, good morning, Howard. Thank you. Great to be with you. What does uh, an honor like this mean to you, someone who put a, a lot of years, a lot of time, and had a lot of success here in western New York? 
Oh, well, it's, it's difficult to uh, put in the words, but there are a lot of people along the way that um, got me to this point. That's for sure. Are anybody in particular come to mind? Anybody have some really big influences on your life? Oh, sure. Uh, uh, my parents, uh, of course, uh, instilled the value of family and uh, 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 the courage to meet challenges head on. Don't shy away from a challenge. And, uh, uh, of course, my wife, Kathy. Uh, Kathy and I met in the eighth grade, and uh, we were together all through high school, all through uh, uh, Brockport, went Brockport together and our master's at UB and we've been married 54 years and she has been uh, by my side every step of the way. That That is dedication, Santo, because I'm sure, you know, being a, a coach's wife can have some challenges. There's a lot of time that you commit to that job, of course, right? Oh, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You spend a lot of time away from your family, especially if you're traveling and uh, recruiting and competing. It, um, it it is time away from your family. You have. And, uh, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go right ahead, please. Uh, yeah, I want to, uh, of, of course, uh, mention Ralph Gowani, who mm-hmm. uh, was the athletic director um, uh, during most of my coaching years. Uh, he created the opportunity for a lot of people, and um, his, his dedication to uh, women's athletics and uh, and Title Nine is what created the opportunity for me out of everything you accomplished is there something you are most proud of that comes to mind um i I don't think there's anything in particular i i think it's the the overall um um work that we all did in in the department the camaraderie of the uh student athletes in the, in the staff and the uh, wonderful skilled assistant coaches that I had um, there there isn't one particular thing that would um, stand out as being a pinnacle really what when you decided you wanted to try coaching and it turned out to be obviously a very good decision for you why did you want to get into that career well I had um, some high school coaches that affected me who uh, believed in me and um and when someone believes in you it's time to believe in yourself so um i they had an, an impression on me in my life and they they helped with the uh my direction in deciding what career i wanted to pursue and um they did a lot for me and i i thought that i could uh turn that around and uh, do something for some other young people you had tremendous success with multiple teams, not just one sport. What do you attribute it to? What, what do you think allowed you to have that kind of sustained success with all of these programs? Well, again, I'll go back to assistant coaches. I had mm-hmm. a lot of wonderful assistant coaches, and uh, I was uh, very fortunate um, in every sport and every season that I coached that I had uh, dedicated, serious-minded um student athletes who participated with dedication and pride and um, uh, a real sense of competitiveness. And um, I, it was my job, of course, to put the pieces together and put the people in the right places, but um, they all performed uh, to their expectation and um, resulted in the, the career that I have.
You know, I'm curious. Earlier, we were talking to Cara Raybaum from Canisius, and I asked her the question I'm going to ask you because she played, she coached, now she's in administration at Hilbert. And I wanted to know what she's seen specifically in women's basketball about the evolution of the game. But let me open it to just women's sports because in your time and your involvement in women's sports, whether it's coaching, administration, what have you, it certainly has increased. What are your thoughts on that? It's good to see how it has evolved. Um, like Title IX came in in 1972, I believe, and and I started uh, my involvement with women's athletics in uh, 79. And at, at that time, um, I'll go back and say again, uh, you know, Ralph Galani's dedication to women's sports and his determination to uh, improve that program created the opportunity for me. But as I've witnessed it over the years, and I, you know, I, I've seen it in person, I've seen it on TV, um, how the game has has evolved. And um, I, I would agree with Carl when she said it's become a, a faster game. Um, I, I I agree with that also. But uh, you know, I've I've often been asked because I've coached men and women, you know, what what's the difference? And I, I see no difference really. Um, the desire, the dedication, the drive, um, work ethic, um, wanting to win. It, it, it doesn't differ um, in my experience between men and women as athletes. In, in your time at ECC, you were part of uh, a group that oversaw an expansion of varsity sports from seven up to more than 20, I believe. How proud of, of that are you? Um, I'm proud to be part of it, but uh, uh, again, that was you know Ralph Galani's image. Um, you know, uh, Ralph doesn't know neutral. He doesn't know reverse. He only knows drive. <laughs> uh, he only knows forward. So uh, we uh, continually um, added sports, and um, the, the goal, of course, was to um, give additional opportunities to. Um, and pri- primarily local kids, you know, we believe that our service was to uh, Western New York. And uh, we figured the more sports we had, the more young people that we could get involved and uh, provide an opportunity for. So, Santo, I, I, when I was researching you for the show, I came upon a story that I did not honestly know. So folks uh, around here, I'm sure, are very familiar with a guy by the name of John Beeline who had great success at Canisius and other college stops, including Michigan. I did not realize you were either you or you were part of a group that hires John Beeline to coach way back when at ECC. Can you tell us that story? Sure. Um, uh, John was uh, introduced to me by a mutual friend, Joe Ingram, and um, I uh, talked to Ralph Galani. I said, no, there's this young guy out in Niagara County who I think has a lot of promise and a um, uh, great basketball mind. I think maybe we should interview him for the, uh, the uh, head basketball job at ECC. So Ralph agreed, and we brought John in, and um, he he was very impressive. Ralph was very impressed with him, and uh, uh, John got the job. Now, John lived in Lockport for a while, and he and I would ride into um, uh, ECC together and, and ride home and so forth. And uh, I learned more basketball in those uh, trips in and out uh, with John into Erie and back um, 
than I could have ever learned at a uh, hundred clinics. He's um, just a brilliant basketball mind. And, 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 you know, if you were in John's uh, company for five minutes, you knew um, he was going to make it and make it big. So please tell me when, he, when Michigan is playing for a national championship that you're a watching the game and B telling everybody, you know, Hey, I hired that guy. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, pulling for John, of course, but actually uh, we got to give credit to uh, Ralph for doing the hiring. I only uh, gave John the opportunity. And uh, another point is uh, you, you mentioned early on that I'm from Wyans. Um, some people may recognize that from um, being the hometown of uh, Jim Beheim. Oh, uh, okay. The uh, longtime basketball coach at, at Syracuse. And I think back it was two 2013 or 14 when um, Michigan played Syracuse in the semifinals mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that was an exciting time you know to know to know both of those guys and, and have some experience with both of those guys that was that was exciting. Final thing for you Santo because I'm curious about this and this actually ties in a little bit to John Beeline. John did what, what a lot of coaches have done, right? Kind of keep moving up the ladder. High school, JUCO, D3, all the way up, D2, D1. With all the success you had at ECC, I don't know. Maybe you did have some opportunities to go up to Division One at some point. What made you want to stay at ECC all those years? I, um, I, I liked it there. I liked the environment. Um, now, my wife Kathy and I, we're not Western Yorkers, of course. We're from, from Lions. Um, but we learned uh, very quickly here what Western New York and Buffalo pride is. And, uh, I, I just didn't see any other opportunity. I had, I had some contacts, some people contacted me, but I didn't see any opportunity that would give me what I had, um, at ECC. So, um, I decided to, to stay and, um, and, uh, very happy I did. Well, thanks for sharing some of the stories with us, and congratulations on your selection into the Hall of Fame. And thank you, and thank you for what you're doing for the Hall. It's greatly appreciated. My pleasure, Santo. Enjoy your weekend. Okay, thank you, Howard. Santo DeSane joining us here, going into the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. Reminder that the auction is underway, and uh, some of the proceeds from the auction help the uh, amateur sports fund that the Hall has, a critical fund, gbshof.com. That's where you go. Now, all the items that will be up for bid are not all there right now. There will be more items added each week, but there are some things there, including autographed jerseys from Josh Allen and Jim Kelly, an all-inclusive vacation to Cancun, an autographed guitar from Taylor Swift that I mentioned earlier, a new ad this week. If you'd like to go have dinner with our man Sal Capaccio and talk about life as a Bills reporter and what it's like on the sidelines and hang out with Sal, he's a good dude. So you can bid on a dinner for four with Sal. We're talking mulberries. Absolutely fantastic Italian food. So that's at gbshof.com, and uh, the bidding on the auction items will run until November 8th. We will return shortly for the fourth quarter of the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee Spotlight Show. It is presented by David Adams in KeyBank. And speaking of the Bills, we were talking about that with Sal, Marissa Chandler will be joining us next, the daughter of the late Bobby Chandler. FSC Securities Corporation is part of OSAIC, one of the largest networks of independent financial advisors in the country with over 17,000 licensed advisors. We offer stocks and bonds, mutual funds, annuities, fee-based investment advisory services, insurance, and more. 
They are trusted to assess your needs, listen to your concerns, and offer objective recommendations designed to address your unique situation. They welcome the opportunity to answer any questions you may have about our practice and how we can help you realize your financial goals. Call FSC Securities at 716-852-1705 and ask for Rob Vogel, Chris Buckman, Jeff Van Raymond, or Greg Merkel. Or look for us at wearefsc.com. That's wearefsc.com. FSC Securities Corporation. We share your vision. Securities and investment advisory services offered through FSC Securities Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Located on Buffalo Road in Orchard Park. David Adams is proud to support the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. Whether you collect football, hockey, baseball, basketball, Magic the Gathering, or Pokemon, we have you covered. Plus, David Adams has the cheapest prices on comics in Buffalo. Looking for Josh Allen Wyoming jerseys? David Adams has them at the lowest prices in town. Plus, other great Bills apparel at amazing prices. Visit us at 8075 Sheridan Drive in Williamsville. Kids get free cards just for coming in the store. For more information, visit DACWstore.com. That's DACWstore.com. Salem Sports Park is a 200,000 square foot indoor sports facility with four turf fields for lacrosse, softball, football, baseball, field hockey, and soccer. Join a youth or adult sports league, play in a soccer tournament, rent a field for your team, attend one of our camps, or celebrate a birthday. Salem's has you covered. Salem's also features full-size outdoor fully lit soccer fields. Salem Sports Park, your one-stop sports destination. Just 20 minutes from downtown Buffalo at 7070 Seneca Street, Elma. Salem Sports Park. The WNY Flash Soccer Academy provides a proven player development program for youth soccer players of all skill levels across Western New York. Players develop in a focused, challenging, and fun environment, learning leadership, work, ethic, teamwork, communication, and discipline. Whether you want to play in high school, at an elite level, or collegiately, WNY Flash is for you. Our goal is to make you the best soccer player you can be and to shape your character for soccer and beyond. Learn more at WNYFlash.com. WNY Flash Soccer Academy. Attention sports Card collectors. David Adams is hosting a sports card trade night on Friday, September 29th from 5 to 7 p.m. Bring your cards to buy, sell, and trade with fellow collectors. Everyone who comes to David Adams trade night will get a free pack just for attending. Plus, we'll be giving away boxes from Tops, Panini, Upper Deck, and Hit Parade. For more information, visit DACWstore.com. That's DACWstore.com. Or better yet, visit us at 8075 Sheridan Drive in Williamsville. Now back to the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee spotlight show, presented by David Adams and KeyBank. Once again, here's Howard Simon. Derek Kramer coming up with Sports Saturday, top of the hour. Stay tuned for that. One of this year's inductees is the late Bobby Chandler, former Buffalo Bill, drafted by the team back in 1971 out of the University of Southern California. In three NFL seasons from 75 through 77, he led the NFL in receptions, earned second team All-Pro in 75, and again in 77, he was traded to the Oakland Raiders following the 79 season. But Chandler still ranks among the Bills' all-time receiving leaders. He is fifth in receiving touchdowns by a receiver. He is sixth in average yards per reception. He is ninth in total yards receiving. He is 10th in receptions. He retired from the NFL following the 1982 season, and Bobby Chandler passed away in January of 1995 following a four-month battle with cancer. He is going in to the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame and representing Bobby and his family is his daughter, Marissa. Marissa, good morning. My name is Howard Simon. Thanks for coming on with us today. 
Oh, good morning, Howard. Thank you so much for having me. This is a great honor. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that, obviously. Uh, when, when you got the call, obviously, I'm sure it was mixed emotions for, for, as you started thinking about your dad. But what did it mean to you and your family? Yes, um, everything. Yeah, it was a lot of mixed emotions. You know, as you mentioned, my father passed away in uh, January of 95. So it's been almost 30 years. Um, You know, we got the call this year. Uh, We were so excited that he was finally being honored in Buffalo. He spent so many years of his career in Buffalo. And it means so much to have him still remembered and honored and still respected for what he did while he was there. I was trying to do the timeline, Marissa, so I think I have this right. You would have been way too young uh, young when your dad played for the Bills, right? Okay, yes, except I am the Buffalo baby. So he has three kids, and I was <laughs> born while he was playing. In fact, he missed my birth because he had to oh, get wow. back to Buffalo for a Redskins game. Oh, my God, um, wow. So, so yes, he was in L.A. Actually, they were, the Bills were playing the Oakland Raiders uh, the day before my due date, and he came down to Los Angeles hoping that I would come on my due date. But, of course, babies don't do what you want them to do. So uh, <laughs> so he had to fly back because he could not miss this Redskins game on Sunday. So I was born that Friday, and um, at, at Rich Stadium, they put up, congratulations, Bob and Marilyn Chandler, on your daughter, Marissa Louise, born last Friday. So that's really cool. I heard a little bounce in your voice when you said Buffalo Baby, the only Buffalo Baby. That's nice. So what, what, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, did, what did he tell you, or what did you learn from your dad over the years about his whole experience here in Buffalo? You know, I know for a fact that he just loved the fans and he loved what they gave back to him. You know, he loved how ride or die they were. Everybody just represented. Everybody was there. They loved their team. And he just gave that love right back. You know, it was that kind of symbiotic relationship, just that kind of, you know, he exemplified everything Buffalo was, how much they loved their team, because that's how much he loved his team. And that's how much he loved playing. Did you get a chance to see him play at all before he retired? Um, So I was about five when he retired. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've seen, you know, all of the clips and everything, but I don't remember it, you know, firsthand. He's So I I was only here for a little bit of your dad's career. I'm trying to think I might even not even been in college here yet, but, and and so I wasn't really familiar with him as a bill, but over the years, Marissa, I've heard so many bills fans, the older bills fans talk about him. He was, and I learned he was a very popular player here for a rather short career in Buffalo. Do you, did you ever, do you get a feeling of that? Do you meet bills fans? Do you ever hear about how they always thought, you know, your dad was so good and he was really popular here? Yeah. So in fact, Howard, it's really cool. I came back, this year in June um, for a press conference. And I want to actually take this moment. Uh, John Bote, who is part of the Greater Buffalo mm-hmm. Sports Hall of Fame, he was, he's our liaison, and he was amazing. showed me around Buffalo, and I wanted to say at the press con- conference we had, I had so many people coming up to me and just saying, I want to tell you something about your dad. I want to <laughs> share, you, share a story with you about your dad. And it was so cool because – like I said, he's been gone almost three decades, but it's like he's still alive in Buffalo. Everybody, you know, has all these fresh stories, and people were showing me pictures that I hadn't seen, and it was amazing. It was really amazing. It's like he never passed in Buffalo. <laughs> I just realized I wasn't here. He was already traded by the time I got here because my freshman year in college was the year the Ra- he was with the Raiders, right, in 1980 when yeah. they won the Super Bowl. So what, what, yeah. what, was, what did that mean, being a Super Bowl champion – how much did your dad talk about that, and what did that mean to him? 
Oh my gosh, that was that was one of the highlights. Obviously, that was the highlight of his career. He wore that ring with so much pride, and um, he was so excited about that. I mean, that was kind of the claim to fame. He was it was he was so deserving of that. Um, after all the years he put in to football, and then to get recognized as a Super Bowl winning player was just you know everything to him. So, Bills fans that are listening and remember seeing your dad play, they know Bob Chandler, the football player. What would you like to tell them about Bob Chandler, the person, Bob Chandler, the dad? Okay. Well, he was a superhero, and I know everybody, well, a lot of people think that about their fathers, but he really was. I mean, he kind of could do everything. He was strong. He was courageous. He was a warrior. But, you know, we all saw that on the football field. <clears throat> but as a father, he was the same way. He was so protective. He was so loving. He was there for his family. He was also extremely funny. He was always cracking a joke, everything very, very witty um, and just so personable and so wonderful to be around. In fact, everybody that was near him or by him felt touched by him. Um, and I mean, obviously, he was my favorite person in the entire world, still is. Um, and just, yeah, one of the most just remarkable human beings ever. <laughs> While I was reading up on him, I learned that your dad was an avid golfer. And apparently later in life, one of his dreams was to play Augusta, the master's course, and he fulfilled it, right? He did. He did fulfill it. And I think that was when he was pretty sick, too. Yeah. So he did, a, he did great. And that was golf was his, I mean, other than football, golf was his sport. <laughs> mm. You know, and I, I guess I also learned, I, you know, I knew him for football, but uh, from what I read, your dad was a, a standout decathlete. So he was multiple sports, right? He was talented in more than just football. Yes, more than just football. And I mean, and I don't know how many people know this, but he got his USC uh, football scholarship when they watched him play basketball. Oh, wow. um, so, yeah, and that's actually um, he has a book that he wrote a long time ago, Violent Sundays. And uh, it's fun because I've been kind of reading it and going back on all of his stories. And uh, he's got some incredible stories in there, just uh, some unbelievable uh, stories and tales from his career. Well, Marissa, thank you, first of all, for coming on the show with us. Of course, congratulations to the family, and, and thank you very much for sharing stories about your dad with us this morning. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Howard. This was an honor. Thank you. My pleasure. Enjoy your weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Marissa Chandler joining us, the daughter of the late Bobby Chandler. Like I said, I never saw him play. I got here in 80, so he would have been gone already. But the number of times over the years that I would hear Bills fans tell me about how great it was to watch Bobby Chandler and how popular it was, he was. I was really glad to hear about some of the, you know, the the meetings and the, the moments that Marissa has had with Bills fans when she was here in town. Uh, let's see. So uh, Bobby Chandler, of course, will be uh, part of the class of 2023 in the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. And that is all coming up. The induction dinner is November 8th at the Buffalo Niagara Convention Center. Now, again, if you'd like to get tickets, all you have to do is go to gbshof.com. Very important reminders. Two, one, the ticket prices are going up on October 1st. So get your tickets before October 1st. So you avoid the ticket price increase. Two, there is always tremendous interest in this event. And you don't, I don't want you to be shut out in terms of tickets. So ticket sales will end October 27th. It's still a month away, but Time moves fast, so I don't want you to miss out. Get your tickets today, and again, do it before the price increase. So go to gbshof.com. Final thoughts on the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame induction show coming up. The show, of course, presented by Dave and Adams and KeyBank.
The first ever Mazda CX-90s have arrived at Town Mazda, ready to kick off the new season. Slide into the driver's seat and test drive Mazda's first ever turbocharged inline-six engine delivering up to 340 horsepower. Call 662-6530, visit townmazda.com or stop by Town Mazda to test drive and order your CX-90 today during the Season of Discovery sales event. Western New York. Lisa Finance offers available by Town Mazda through Mazda Financial Services. At KeyBank, we know a small moment like, Whoa, my kid's got a serious backhand. Can lead to an even bigger question like, Tennis camp is how much? And that's the type of moment where we'll meet you to help you build a savings plan for expenses big and small so your money can make money. Mike, how's that sound? Sounds like match point. Sounds like love. We could serve up tennis puns all day. For every financial need, we'll meet you in the moment. KeyBank opens doors. KeyBank member FDIC. The WNY Flash Soccer Academy provides a proven player development program for youth soccer players of all skill levels across Western New York. Players develop in a focused, challenging, and fun environment, learning leadership, work, ethic, teamwork, communication, and discipline. Whether you want to play in high school, at an elite level, or collegiately, WNY Flash is for you. Our goal is to make you the best soccer player you can be and to shape your character for soccer and beyond. Learn more at WNYFlash.com. WNY Flash Soccer Academy. Now back to the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee spotlight show, presented by David Adams and KeyBank. Once again, here's Howard Simon. We'd like to thank all of our guests for appearing on this morning's show and remind you that we are back next Saturday for show number three, the same time slot, 10 to 11. Our guests will be Margie Bakewell, daughter of Bud Bakewell. Uh, Dave Neiman will represent this year's team of distinction, Plant 6. Uh, Jerry Meehan, former Buffalo Sabres player, former Sabres general manager, he will join us. He's one of the inductees and the winner of the 2023 Dick Gallagher Legacy Award, Dennis DiPaolo, will be with us next week. So remember, tickets are available for the dinner, which will be at the Buffalo Niagara Convention Center. They're on sale right now, gbshof.com. Don't forget, price increase October 1st, deadline to purchase tickets October 27th. And you can also place a bid on an auction item, live auction going on right now, again, at gbshof.com. Today's show brought to you by David Adams Card World, Key Bank for every financial need. We'll meet you in the moment by Town Automotive. We love our town. Salem Sports Park, Buffalo and Western New York's premier sports destination. WNY Flash Soccer, developing complete soccer players and teams in a safe and supportive environment. And FSC Securities, a partner that is in your corner. My thanks to uh, Tanner Saunders for producing the show. He is sticking around because Derek Kramer is here. He is excited. He is ready to go with Sports Saturday, and it is on the way next on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.